0: number three of the john and leah show my name is john zickler my co-host is leah brandon our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com and we are broadcast each and every sunday night on 23 different radio stations across the united states of america several of which are in cities now celebrating the fourth of july so happy fourth of july to our listeners in boston and in new york city and in philadelphia and pittsburgh and ohio kentucky south carolina georgia and in florida happy fourth of july uh not quite to you yet leah brandon in birmingham alabama but uh, no, nope, we've soon, got about 55 minutes soon enough but that's close enough because I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh the fourth of july and the state of the united states of america if you can still call us that although i think of us more as the divided states of america in this day and age do you have a favorite fourth of july song uh you know i don't i do i do and it's it's going to surprise people because it's definitely on the corny side uh and i'm not exactly a corny guy considering i'm about the biggest cynic that there is and well you know it still doesn't it doesn't give me quite the same chills as it used to i I still love me some lee greenwood oh me too
1: The men who die.
0: probably surprises some people that an ag- agnostic atheist like myself uh, likes God Bless the USA from Lee Greenwood What is his favorite uh, patriotic song. Uh, I've always considered myself to be a very patriotic person. I know you are as well, Leah Brandon. Oh, yes. Um, but I have definitely- I'm going to
1: meet George Washington tomorrow. Oh, you are? Yes, I'm very excited. I'm going to probably take the first selfie
0: ever. With George Washington. And and, and explain. I, I think we need some further explanation for that. Because I'm, I'm anticipating is. this does not involve time travel.
1: There is the coolest thing uh, here in Alabama. It's in a, a city that's really close by. It's called Montevallo. And it's called the American Village. And it is literally 1776 every day. It's Independence Day every day. Oh, okay, um, cool. It is the most beautiful place you've ever seen. It's like stepping back in time. All right. So Ben Franklin's there, Patrick Henry, you know, all the big ones. <laughs> I got it. Okay.
0: All right. Well, say hi to Thomas Jefferson for me. He and he'll be there, too. Uh, I sure will. <laughs> now, um, I, I, I've i always considered myself to be extremely patriotic, but I have to admit, uh I don't think of myself as I would not put myself in the extremely patriotic category anymore. And apparently I'm not alone because a Gallup poll came out this week that indicated that fewer Americans describe themselves as, quote unquote, extremely proud to be Americans mm-hmm. than in the history of the Gallup poll. As a point of comparison, now this is the most interesting part of this poll in January 2000. Four, Not that long ago, really, when you think about it in the terms of the history of this country, although we have been, as Barack Obama promised, fundamentally transformed.
1: That's so, right. So keep
0: that in mind. But 2004, in terms of years, not that long ago, t- just over 12 years ago, 69% of Americans described themselves as extremely proud to be an American. Now right. it's just... It's down it's just 52%. Now, that's a 17-point drop, and here's the important part. Through the history of the Gallup poll, they've never seen that kind of a drop. It's not just the lowest it's been, but th- this number has always been very static. In other words, basically close to two-thirds of Americans describe themselves as extremely proud to be an American until now. And, you know, there's... Like any mystery, there's always a lot of explanations as to why. Uh, I personally, when I look at why I would not answer the question in the the affirmative that I'm extremely proud to be an American, it's not because Barack Obama is president and I feel like I'm alienated from the country, although I'm sure that doesn't help. I I often half-jokingly intro our hours by saying, you know, we're broadcast on 23 different radio stations across this formerly great nation of ours. And I, I guess in a, in a way, Leah, we, we're almost a victim of our prior greatness. W- when I think of America in 2016, I think back and I go, wow, we really used to be awesome. Because mm-hmm. we're really not very great right now. And it's in comparison to what we used to be that really looks awful. That, In other words, we're still probably, although I'm not sure about this, the best country on the planet today, but we're nothing in comparison to what we used to be. Do you agree with that? I do.
1: However, I think a lot of it has to do with Barack Obama. And here's what I mean by that. This is a person who has made us ashamed of our country going on apology tours, Uh, pointing at, you know, we're filled with racism and the police are horrible. It's almost like we have been beat in the head every day with how we're not exceptional, with how horrible our military Mm. is. It's almost like uh, our pride was something that needed to be destroyed. Congratulations. That's, That's ver- where I think it came That's
0: from. That's very well said, Lee. A very eloquently described. And and you've actually persuaded me that, that maybe Obama does have more to do with this than I, I first perceived. I, I was talking about my own personal experience, but because I don't obviously I don't buy into the, the media bullcrap and so I'm not evaluating how patriotic I am Based upon you know, the perceptions that are created by the liberal media and by Barack Obama, I can certainly understand how that would impact the poll results because obviously there are a lot more gullible people than, than I am on this. My view of it has more to do with you – know, when I think about why I was so proud to be an American – it's obviously the big stuff. I mean, the, the amazing things that we have done that no one else did. I mean, you know, the fact that we won two world wars, saving the world from from fascism and Nazism. That was pretty cool. You know, putting a man on the moon, inventing almost everything for quite Correct. a while that was that was important. Uh, you know, all the amazing things that we've done are well documented. And, and we still occasionally do them, not nearly as often as we used to you know what I always found to be the thing that made me most proud? To, and you know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll tell you what, what I've always thought of as the thing that made me most proud that we don't do anymore. And I'd like to hear what you, uh, how you would answer to that as well. And then we'll get on to uh, other topics on this final hour of this edition of The John and Leah Show. Is John Sickler? My co host is Leah Brandon. Our website is free And since uh, today is the 4th of July, officially now on the East Coast, soon to come here on the West Coast, we're talking about uh, why it is that uh, fewer Americans, 52% to be exact, are now saying to at least Gallup that they are extremely proud to be an American. And I would certainly be in that category of people who no longer describe themselves as being extremely proud to be an American. I certainly would have been until, I don't, I don't know exactly when I would have fallen off that description, Leah. But let me explain how this happened with me. And, and in doing so, to me, the, one of the reasons why, one of the major reasons why I was always or most of my life extremely proud to be an American is not just the amazing things that we did, which we've already alluded to, What I loved most about this country was that at least when I was growing up, and I realized that, you know, when you grow up, everything seems a lot better than it actually was. I get all that, all right? But I'm also enough of a historian to know what's real and what's not.
1: No, it was pretty cool growing up.
0: Right, well, you know, you and I grew up in basically the same era, and we we certainly came of age during the Reagan era, which, which, which was a different era, certainly with regard to patriotism. But one of the things I loved most about this country was when something went wrong, we fixed it because you know, things didn't always go right. I mean, we would occasionally lose things or were, 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 something would go horribly wrong. Like, for instance, the space program had all, all sorts of horrible things happen. Before, oh, sure. Before, challenger. We, before <laughs> we finally got to the moon or we, you know, and, you know, or obviously you just refer, referenced the space shuttle disaster, but, when things went wrong, we fixed them. By the way, you know, not just in the realm of politics or in, we mentioned space, but you know, we, we we wanted to win the Cold War. We won the damn Cold War. We wanted to defeat communism. We defeated communism. We didn't even fire a shot. I mean, we, we When we stuck our minds to something, we did it. Even like silly things, and this is going to be a weird example, but I think you'll appreciate it. I remember when I was a kid, we lost as a country, we lost the America's Cup sailing race. Now, we had won it for like a billion years in a row, and no one ever cared. No one (laughs) gave a crap. I never even heard of the America's Cup. But it was a crisis. It was a national crisis because we lost the America's Cup after having held it for so many, many years. So what happened? We won it right back. (laughs) And we won it for several times after that because... Oh, we, they care. We, Uh-oh. We, 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 we we we're not going to lose. Right. <laughs> Same thing happened in basketball. We lose one Olympic game under ridiculous circumstances to the Soviets in 1972. We come right back and we kick ass for the next how many years? And I mean, the Miracle and, on Ice. And, well, now you know. Well, the Miracle <laughs> on Ice would never happen today um, <laughs> for a number of reasons. But that's a whole other story for another day. My point is, there's all sorts of examples. What I love most about us was that we came back from adversity. We learned from our mistakes. We, when something went wrong, we fixed it. We don't do any of that anymore. And, and I guess, the, 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 to me, when I reference half jokingly, half seriously, that this is a formerly great nation, a, a huge moment for me, in my view of this country, was when we let Bill Clinton off the hook for having committed numerous high crimes and misdemeanors during his impeachment. And, and, by the way, not just let him off the hook, didn't even, com- didn't even bother to have a trial. It was a, it was a complete sham trial. He was clearly guilty of perjury, obstruction of justice. I believe he was – Much like Hillary. <laughs> I think what Bill did was way worse than anything we know about with regard to Hillary I mean, from, hmm. from a legal standpoint. I mean he committed obvious perjury. In a deposition, as well as a grand jury, he obstructed justice. He suborned perjury of his black female secretary on a Sunday morning, taking her away from church. I mean, it was yep. it was horrendous what Bill Clinton did, and he got away with it because we didn't want to mess up the economy somehow. Somehow that you know, we were such a, we became such a nation of wusses and morons that we, we didn't see the long-term implications of letting him off the hook. And I believe, Leah, even though the media will never make this part of any narrative, I believe that letting Bill Clinton off the hook has had profound, cancerous implications on the very fabric of our society, specifically with regard to the impact of lying. I mean, you know, lying— No big deal anymore. Oh, well, if you, you have often said, it's now preferred— Mm-hmm. It, it, it went from being never accepted to now being preferred. If you don't lie, people get upset with you. If you tell the truth, you're far more likely to get in trouble for telling the truth in America in 2016 than you are with a nice lie. I mean, so true, and it's absolutely true. And it's um and and that's the part you know and in the, in the broader text context, that's what really disappoints me about America. I used to think you know I truth justice in the American way. You know Superman. Truth means nothing in our country anymore. Nothing. You're racist. Uh, truth has zero power, and I've seen it time and time again. A great country, a country worthy of being extremely proud of, would never have, for instance, let off Bill Clinton, let off O.J. Simpson, would would never have let what happened to Joe Paterno happen. It would never have a major presidential party nominate Donald Trump. N- none of that would happen in a country that was truly great. And would never have happened in this country 20, 30 years ago. And I'm not looking at things with rose-colored glasses. Am I, Leah? No.
1: Nope. No, I think you're dead on.
0: It, it's I mean, just, absolutely. It's so sad, and it really goes, I think, in Cal, having lived in California, we're a great example or a bad example, depending on your perspective of this, of this phenomenon. When something is so great that you don't fear any one thing killing it, you hmm. eventually allow it to die over the long term because you don't stop at anything you stop nothing because you figure oh we're strong enough to survive this yeah today but maybe not tomorrow and that's where we are more when we come back on the john and leah show Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And we'll talk uh, for at least a couple more minutes here about the fact that today is the 4th of July and uh, discussing the state of our nation and whether or not it's still worthy of being uh, praised to the point of being extremely patriotic. Fewer Americans saying that to Gallup then in the history of that poll. And I l- wanted to give Leah Brandon at least a chance to provide her thoughts on where we are and how we have changed as a nation <laughs> on this 4th of July.
1: Okay, so if you want to talk about patriotic, um, for me, the defining patriotic moment, you of course know, uh, it was 9-11. So the difference between how everyone was uh, in at, right after 9-11 happened which was, we are America, you don't mess with us, we're going to get you, Uh, you know, everyone was talking to everybody. There was such a sense of country uh, at that time. What has happened between then and now is um, a complete flooding of our country with people who have no attachment to it Um, people who just want to come here and steal or um, you know put us down or whatever there is a major sense of trying to destroy the founding fathers calling them racist slave owners trying to I think disregard the Constitution if the Constitution was based on these, you know, these racist slave owners wrote that thing, it's gotta go.
0: Um, you make a lot I, of really good points, but let me address the 9/11 thing because that dovetails with what I discussed in the last segment about how I used to be very proud of how this country, when something went wrong or if there was a problem, we fixed it. And, and for, we get them for, back. And for a little <laughs> bit after 9/11, we did. I mean, we. You know, we went after the Taliban, we went into Iraq, which I thought at the time was the right idea. Although had I known we were going to wimp out, I would never have advised that we do it because no one told me that was the deal. I thought we were in this for the long haul. Remember? I mean, we will not tire. We will not falter. Yes, we will. And we will not fail. Well, we did all three. Yeah, we did. Um, And and, and see, I thought we all made a deal after 9-11. Well, me too. Apparently that deal got reneged on and no one told me. Uh, because uh, we, we betrayed all of those promises. Uh, we did tire, we did falter, and we did fail. And Iraq was emblematic of that. We you know, we would have stuck it out and certainly would never have squandered away the gains that we made simply for political expediency, uh, I believe, in another era. But that's what now happens because right. we're not a great nation. We, we're, we're, we're about – our leaders are a bunch of wimps because we as a people are very wimpy. And we're very ignorant. You know, when when the people are ignorant and wimpy, you're going to get ignorant, wimpy leaders. And that's where I think we are. Yeah.
1: And the media has so changed the country. Oh. I do blame the media for it. Uh, oh. Because remember, America loved going after the Taliban until the media decided, uh-oh, we have to hate George Bush. So let's put a body count on every single day.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: well, and, and it's just destroyed the country. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna
0: love an article that I wrote, which will come out tomorrow, uh, which I'll I'll tweet and you'll see it on my Facebook page, uh, called "How the Media Created the Divided States of America." It's what it is. Perfect. And,
1: Perfect, Zig. Yeah.
0: Yep. So that, that that'll be out uh, tomorrow uh, via Mediate, and uh, check for it on my Twitter and Facebook account. All right. Uh, Now, in this hour of the program, the third hour, and especially later in the third hour, we generally talk about the craziness of our lives. At Hmm. least recently, that's mostly been about me because my life is crazier than yours. Uh, But you uh, wanted to discuss basically an epiphany that you have experienced in your life, uh, which I was stunned to hear because you say to me, that you have completely, radically altered everything about your life in just the last few days.
1: In the last, it was a week ago today. All right, so I have changed every single thing in my life. I mean, everything. I have gone through a major purge.
0: Wow. Okay, so tell me about this. First of all, what, what facilitated <laughs> it? What provoked
1: it? Well, I mean, you know, it was a perfect storm. Um, there were a couple of health things that turned out to be nothing, but for a moment really scared me. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a personal situation, a relationship that uh, needed to go. Um, there was a severe lack of sleep in my life. I was too busy doing, it It was just like all of these things that um, I just decided <laughs> that um, if it's not good For me, or if it's not good to me, it's gone.
0: Wow. Okay, so so, so what'd you do? I mean, I'm talking— What'd you
1: get rid of? I'm talking all the bad food. Like, I have just radically changed. I'm not going to be eating—because, I mean, I eat pretty well. So what are you
0: not going to be eating in the future?
1: Oh, I'm not going to be eating a bunch of salt, (laughs) Fritos—
0: Are you going to I'm re- not. I, are I'm you going to How are you going to suddenly in, in middle age, Leah? How are you suddenly going to alter middle dramatically? Age, excuse me. Oh, come on. We're both middle aged, okay? <laughs> Whatever. However, what you're wh- talking about. Okay. Regardless of what you how you want to describe your age, the reality is you've been on the planet eating one way for quite a while. How are you well, going to suddenly change and stick with that? How are you going to do that?
1: Not really. I, I I don't eat a bunch of bad stuff. I really don't. Okay. I eat lots of vegetables. I eat lots right. of fruits and so. So you're getting like that, rid of the
0: bad stuff. So that. That's... I'm
1: getting rid of all the bad stuff. Okay, so Food, tell me. Don't drink anything. So you're not Nicotine. Gonna... All
0: right, wait. Hold, hold on a second.
1: No more drinking and no more cigarettes. No, wait a minute. I didn't say no more drinking, um, but if it's not good for me. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it off.
0: Okay, so no let's more go.
1: cigarettes, which has been an on and off battle
0: since, you know. Now are you the really going to be? A, you really believe you've had your last cigarette?
1: I'm telling you, it has been a week, and before I quit one other time for a, quite a few years, um, and it was a struggle, struggle from day one. This time, I I'm all right. I'm not saying this is. It's it is all a state of mind. And I'm feeling good, Zig. So I'm thrilled. Not only have I done all that stuff, um, but I tell you the big thing is I'm staying off social media now as much as possible. I'm just going to put it down when I don't need to have it. I took a break this weekend. Not only did I unfollow, unfriend, block uh, all of these, you know, toxic people—people people who just—who I've seen their posts over and over—and I just don't need to see it anymore. I mean, I've just gone through. You, everyone should do that. That's a great thing to do. But the social media aspect of my life is gigantic, and I'm squashing it.
0: Now, tell—All right, this is a lot of stuff. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. changing your your diet. You're getting rid of a relationship. That's done. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. You're you're getting rid of smoking. Uh, you're getting more sleep, which is good, obviously. <laughs> uh, and um, and now maybe you'll actually remember some of the things that happened on the John and Leah show. So I'm really stoked well, about that. Well, I mean,
1: that. I have to work six days I, a week. I, I'm so kidding around. I, it's I'm important
0: ki- for me I'm, to, Leah, Leah, I'm, you know. I, I agree, and I'm kidding around. Uh, and you're also radically altering your social media behavior. Getting Yes. Getting, now, what does this mean? We're never going to see you post on no, Facebook no, or no. Twitter or what? How no, it, no, no, no. You'll, how, you'll, how do you regulate that?
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you. How often are you on that phone all day long sending out tweets? My phone never leaves my side. Right. Okay. Let me tell you, I put it down on Friday and I picked it up about an hour before we went on the air tonight. It was the greatest thing I've ever done. Right. Just step back. I don't care what anyone's doing. Right. It's not important. And I, for the first time, was actually really honestly present
0: at my house. And that's fantastic. And I, and if you're able to maintain that, good for you. I wish. I'm saying on the weekends. Take a break. I wish. No, I, I totally 1,000% agree. There is no question in my mind that social media, especially in the era of Donald Trump, puts me in a very bad mood because I'm constantly dealing with complete, you know... I, know
1: I, and, I don't see when you sleep. You never are not tweeting.
0: Well, part of it's because I'm on the West Coast and I go to bed a little bit late, but I, I do sleep. Um, look, I completely agree with you and wish that I could drop it. The problem is doing what I do, and you're, you're not going to agree with this, but this is the reality. 99% of the time, it's just completely wasted energy. And and I get depressed for no reason. And it's it does me no good. But the problem is, you never know in my bizarre life when that lightning strike is going to happen. And unfortunately especially you know, based upon where this show is, where my career is, and everything else, I feel like I have to be at least aware of a lightning strike. Because if a lightning strike happens, I mean that figuratively, not literally. <laughs> we don't get much lightning in Southern California. But if a figurative lightning strike happens, either on my email or maybe on Twitter, and, and I miss it, That's going to drive me bananas. Okay, well, see, that's your own.
1: This is just an excuse. Put it down. Be present with your family. That's just
0: my, that is my advice. No, no, Leah, you're right, but the problem. that's it. But but what you're not recognizing. You're You're addicted. No, 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 (gasps) no.
1: No, because I have to be on there. Because something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen.
0: To be clear. And that makes you anxious. No, no, no. no, 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 Again, I agree with the impact. You're talking about I disagree with that. I'm addicted. I actually don't even like it. I feel like it's an obligation, and and I and I. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to try. I'm actually starting already to try to cut back on the obligation portion of it. But when you're trying, awesome. To, but I'm but I but I can't promise anything because I'm trying to promote the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of the the most insane political season in our lifetimes, I know. I and know. and so. You know, that you know, makes it more difficult, but also because of the, the fact that we do a, a nationally syndicated radio show, and because I got other things I'm trying to make happen, it will drive me bananas if, if I miss something that could have led to something productive. Do you see what I'm saying? And, no, uh, I completely understand.
1: Um, I, I get it. it. You know what? That's your mindset. Um, because you're always gonna think that you're gonna be missing something. But in the meantime, for me, I'm missing my life. <laughs> oh by being on this stupid thing and getting into arguments with people, I really don't care what they say.
0: I I think that's fantastic. And it sounds like it's it's a weight off your shoulders and for you it it's is. absolutely the right thing. And I would like to try to go in that direction. I just don't know that from a practical standpoint, it's realistic.
1: I'm not saying that uh, you have to. I'm just putting it out there, Zig. But but
0: hold on a second. How do I do the rate? You know what? Let's take a break, and I'll come back, and I'll explain my further side in the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Normally, on Monday mornings, that's where you can find the entire podcast of this particular show via both iTunes and SoundCloud, although since Monday is the 4th of July, I'm pretty sure that won't be until Tuesday. Uh, So look forward to that. Uh, We've been talking about... um, Social media, I guess, although in general, Leah Brandon has determined in the last week she's altering fundamentally numerous aspects of her life, and she's urging me. Might as well do it all at once. And she's One of the things that she's doing is to radically alter her social media behavior, and she's urging me to do the same because she's right. I am on Twitter and Facebook almost all the time, and I will be the first to acknowledge that I hate it. It depresses the hell out of me. I find myself getting into very, very dark moods almost directly related to social media. And there are studies that back up the concept that that is a direct correlation between uh, certain elements of depression and social media behavior. My problem is, because of what I do – let's just take this out of the theoretical and put it into the practical, Leah – Part of the reason why this show is really good is that both of us are news junkies, and I'm on top of everything that happens, everything. I mean, almost everything, because I'm constantly monitoring numerous news websites and Twitter and Facebook, and so almost nothing gets past me. So then when I see an interesting story, I'm a talk show host. I'm a commentator. My inclination is, to comment on it. And then when someone responds with something stupid, my inclination is to try to correct the record. So you get, you get. and It's then, just, it's a it's a circle. You it's, just go around. So, how do you, around. You under, so you understand it. So how do you get out of that cycle? Okay. I, I'm not saying, I'm not
1: suggesting that that's what you do. I'm just saying for me, Friday, Saturday, and today, I just went off. And oh my gosh. What a difference in my day-to-day life.
0: Well, good for you. And it sounds like, you know, I realize there are probably people that are cynical, and I'm a little bit cynical, that you're suddenly going to change your entire life, and it's going to stick. I hope it does. It sounds like it might. It's not that radical, actually, Zig. I mean, look, the only
1: radical thing that I've really done is the nicotine, because everything else was on its way to going there. Well, getting rid of nicotine is tough.
0: That's a tough one.
1: Right, but I'm just saying, look, if I'm going to start here, let me go. Let me just no, Let I, me just do it all, and
0: boy, it was good unfriending people. I think it's, fa- it's fantastic. <laughs> you oh. enjoyed unfriending people? Oh, that was my favorite thing of the entire week. You know, that's interesting that you had that reaction because um, I do not like blocking people from my Facebook page. Uh, I don't know why I don't like it. I, but I basically, me either I have an informal standard that you you have to basically go after me inaccurately numerous times and not apologize when I prove you're wrong if you do that then you're gone and I usually almost always give people a warning if not multiple warnings and you know and, when, and even when I do it I still I have no reason to feel guilty they're not paying anything
1: no, not, I feel guilty because I'm loyal and they wanted to follow me but look here's my here's my standard if you're Facebook posts make me feel horrific. You're gone. (laughs) If you're dumb,
0: you're gone. But then there's if you're the
1: I just can't handle it anymore. It's overload.
0: I totally 100% understand where you're coming from. Uh, You know, since we are talk show hosts and you know pseudo public figures, and obviously I'm a free speech guy, it's more difficult for me to effectively censor someone's. Uh, free right. speech although but i'm human right and i can't handle it uh, well it even impacts someone like me who's not human
1: <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah, so no all it, yours to him <laughs> right so if it,
0: so it, if it impacts even me who has no feelings and basically i'm spock i yeah. can understand how it would impact someone like you who actually does have feelings for yes. all of the negatives of social media occasionally though social media can provide something good it's funny you, you jog my memory because today i actually laughed out loud at somebody's facebook post which I, I don't even know who they are but this was the one line facebook post today july 3rd 2016 something to the effect of it's interesting to think that today some poor guy is living his last day on earth with all 10 fingers did you not now if you think about it, do you understand what he was saying i do I do. Because what he's saying is that somebody tomorrow, meaning the gonna 4th of blow July,
1: something is, is
0: going to blow one of his fingers off on uh, makeshift fireworks. Now, I, I thought that was pretty <laughs> clever and funny in a morbid sort of way. And then I really laughed out loud when the second response to that one line Facebook posting was, it'll probably be a Trump supporter. <laughs> oh, man. Of course. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're 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 a little tough on Trumps. Look, Trump supporters, I I do believe the vast majority of them have their hearts in the right place. And but what what bothers me is they are having their hearts used against them by a guy who I believe is a fraud. So, what are
1: they supposed to do? It's too late. You want them to support Hillary? Oh
0: no no. Well no, I agree that what, it's too late. What
1: are they supposed to do now?
0: Um. You're supposed to accept that you made a mistake and okay, apologize that's
1: fine. for it. What next? What no. next?
0: Apologize. Oh,
1: good. Apologize. Gosh.
0: I want an apology. Fingler, I want an apology would from that every make you Trumpster. i stop
1: beating this every yes, you know, no, no, no. moment of yes, every day. That's
0: all I want. I want a sincere apology someone from every Trumpster. Someone No, 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 no. no. Not someone. I want every one of them to apologize. Oh, goodness. I want every single Trumpster to apologize for what they did because we're going to live with this for the rest of my life and my four-year-old daughter's life. On that happy note. Happy Fourth.
1: (laughs) Love your country. Enjoy
0: the Fourth of July while you're still allowed to celebrate it, folks. We'll be back next week. Leah, thanks so much for your time. My name is John Ziegler. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.